1: Evangelization is the fruit of the love of God being poured into the hearts of Jesus' friends. Live! This is our charism, to be witnesses of Jesus' real presence in the Eucharist.
0: Monday, March 9th, Thrill Presence Radio. Good morning, listeners of RPR. I'm your host, Father Craig Hochalter. Dean of Students, Administrator here at Trinity Junior High and High School in Dickinson. We're coming live from the Fisher Commons, this beautiful area, student zone of this Catholic high school here in Dickinson in western North Dakota. Good morning, ninth day of March. We are past the second Sunday of Lent. We are rock and rolling in these 40 days of fasting, prayer, and almsgiving However, though, listeners, I think it's important, don't you think, that as we put our efforts towards preparing for the passion, death, and resurrection of our Lord, who should be our closest friend that we begin this day with Him. I thought it was fitting, Real Presence Radio listeners, friends, and guests, if you're tuning in for the first time, uh, you're wanting to know a little bit more about your faith, you know it's Lent, you want to put a little bit more gasoline in your faith tank, Uh, That we begin, since we're in a school setting, with the prayer of the school. So what I have arranged is for us to pray to begin this wonderful show-off. It's going to be a terrific two-hour show. It's going to go by like a blur, so don't touch the dial. Uh, This little prayer called the Standard of the Titans. So Trinity High School, their mascot, the Trinity Titans. Uh, They roar in gymnasiums and in in other venues. School colors are red and white. School song across the field. You may be wondering with a chuckle, how does Father Hochalter know all this stuff? Because I'm a proud alumnus of this institution, class of 2003. But I want to bring this prayer on live air because it's beautiful and it begins this Monday morning of the second week of Lent in a right and holy way. Friends and guests of Real Presence Radio, please join me in prayer before we dive into this awesome show ahead of us. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the holy spirit amen the standard of the titans the decision has been made i won't look back let up slow down back away or be still my mind is here to know my past is redeemed what i do now is expected and my future is in god's hands i am done with immaturity mundane talking and selfishness i am not in the halls for the looks on the court for popularity or on the stage for applause i don't have to be right first recognized praised or rewarded my body is for him i now live by faith i lean on christ's presence i work for his glory pray for his power and play in his wonder my direction is set my goal is heaven my father is reliable my mother is confident and my soul is ready i do not compromise for others sake i will not flinch in the face of sacrifice complain when my way is not done laugh with sin or mess with mediocrity i won't fall into rudeness or overlook kindness knowing that i can make a difference i am a titan i set the standard i follow the mission of the gospel I must go until God comes, learn for the sake of truth, and act so good can be done. Honor his power and mine is not enough. And when he looks to me for a task, he does not hesitate. He knows my heart is strong and the expectation will be made. I follow the Titan way. I set the standard. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Real Presence Radio, good morning, everybody. Eli, set the standard for us this morning. What do we have coming in the next two hours of this awesome show? Alrighty, thanks, Father. Here's what's coming up on this morning's Real Presence Live. What role should family play in educating children in the faith? Dr. Joseph White will answer this question in part one of a two-part interview on how to effectively pass faith on to children. And are you hungry to learn more about the ancient Christian practice of fasting and why we're called to it? Monsignor Tom Richter of the Bismarck Diocese will feed us some answers and reflections. And what does the true image of a perfect man look like? That's what we'll discuss as we visit with Dr. Mario Sacasa, previewing the upcoming men's conference in the Diocese of Rapid City. All that and a whole lot more is coming up this morning on Real Presence Live. Right back to you. Thank you for that, Eli. That is a high standard. I can't wait. It's great to be home. It's great to be in my school. And we have a whole docket of wonderful guests this morning. And our first one is ready to rock and roll. We're going to talk a little bit about educating children in the faith. What a timely and very critical matter as we move uh, well into the 21st century and we begin the year 2020. Dr. Joseph White. Good morning, Dr. Joseph White.
1: Good morning. Great to be with you, Father.
0: Hey, I appreciate your time this morning. It's Monday, but I'm, I'm glad you could offer us... A number of your insights here as we're on World Presence Radio. Uh, talk to us, Dr. White, what is it? Talk to us a little bit about yourself and, and your work.
1: Well, I am a child and family psychologist and, uh, and also serve as director of catechetical resources for our Sunday visitors. So um, I help with the catechetical aspects of our programs, particularly the developmental aspects, although I, I do have some theological background as well.
0: Mm. Wonderful, our Sunday visitors. So you, 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 um, you contact, you touched, you're, you're networking with millions of people.
1: Um, yeah, that's a humbling thought. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, there are, are quite a number of folks that use our, our curriculum and our Vacation Bible School and and, and everything uh, throughout the United States and all over the world.
0: Well, welcome to the show. I'm glad you gave us your time. I'm excited for this topic as an education administrator. Of course, I have, uh, I try to keep my, my pulse closely you know, connected with this world. Um, but just generally speaking, Dr. White, is, is you, your experience and your expertise, um, certainly from the platform of psychology, but counseling as well, um, what role? You know, the family in terms of when we talk about the family, because when I think most of us, when we think of education, we think of a school like the one we're in this morning, you know, bricks and mortar, gymnasium, cafeteria, chapel, classrooms. But what about the family? What role does that play? Could you, in short order, educating children in the faith, where does the family come into play?
1: Yeah, well, you know, as Catholics, the the Church teaches that the family and particularly the parents are the first and most important teachers of their children in the faith. Yeah, that we we find that in the Catechism as well as throughout our catechetical documents. Nobody can replace mom and dad for forming kids mm. to be the disciples of Christ that they're called to be, and so we we have that responsibility. Uh, you know, in 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 our families, and also in the church as a whole, to support the family in being the primary educators of their of their kids.
0: Where does where does that originate from, Doctor White? If you couldn't, I'm going off script here a little bit, but I'm I'm, I'm <laughs> confident. That, you know, I would have my own insight in terms of the origin of why do we hold the family so high in that, and not just think that sending them to. A Catholic school or sending them to CCD on a Wednesday evening suffices for the role of the family. Where does that originate yeah
1: well, I, I think it's twofold. I mean I think by by natural law we can see the mm-hmm. impact that families have on forming their kids in many different ways this is this is uh, this is the order that God ordained that uh, that children would be born in families and that families would form their children for life right um, and the family in in our faith. Uh, is, um, is a sign and image of the communion of the Holy Trinity, says the Catechism. Uh, you know, that, that as, as God is free and yet also one, that our families are a sign and image of that communion as well. Um, and, and so the family is, um, you know, it's, a, it's an image to us. It's, it's a way for us to understand that God has given us to understand His very nature. And because of that, the family has such a, a primary role in our faith in general, and so it becomes a privileged place for catechesis as well.
0: You know, and I wanted you to answer that question, Dr. White. I don't think, leading up to this next question, I don't think you know, perhaps common, typical, ordinary, um, and with really strong intentions to be uh, to be faithful Catholics to you know to live the gospel in their home. Um, it's an easy divorce, you know, as I think as moms and dads, because they are overwhelmed with so many things going on with their raising two, three, four, five kids, um, to lose sight of the fact that there is the natural lies you spoke of, and there's something really preordained through scripture, through tradition. Um, and another thing is the lives of the saints. You know, how many great saint examples do we have? Um, and, and they write about, I mean, just explicitly, how much debt they owe to their parents for raising them in the faith.
1: Absolutely. You know, my favorite thing, saint, St. Therese of Lisieux, um, uh, wrote extensively about that in her autobiography, uh, how much both her mother and her father formed her in, in the faith. Of course, her mother died when she was very young. Um, but those two parents, uh, Louis and Zélie Martin, have, have since been canonized together as a married couple. Um, because, of, well, at least in part, because of the role that they played in uh, informing their kids in the faith and in uh, living holy lives in their home, uh, in their home. Um, but uh, there's also a, a cause for canonization of, uh, of one of St. Therese's uh, sisters, Leonie. Um, and, uh, and so we, uh, you know, we, we await uh, perhaps the canonization eventually of that entire family. But it's clear in her writing how much impact those, those parents had on the vocations of the children and the family, as well as, uh, uh, you know, just in general, the, the holiness with which they lived.
0: Well, you know, I think, too, Dr. White, I mean, that, that is kind of the apex example of, of St. Teresa's parents, and I'm glad you brought them up. I also think of St. Gianna's parents, you know, who are not yet there. Uh, perhaps those causes, and maybe they are open, but... Um, You know, she wrote a lot about that. I mean, you know, uh, her own parents, and then how she brought that in, and then now her her own children. You know, um, there's just a lot to that, I think, and I, I I just say that on air because I want to give that inspiration, that encouragement to parents of. That is the vehicle to heaven, <laughs> like absolutely. absolutely faithful absolutely. fidelity, fidelity in marriage, and fidelity in, in the duties of parenthood. I mean, that's you will become a saint because <laughs> that's, that's God's design.
1: One, right, the number one job of every parent is uh-huh. to get their children to heaven, um, and uh, you know, it also reminds me of something that Pope Benedict said about how the family is the cradle of every vocation. Uh, every vocation comes from within a family. Priests and religious are raised by families. Uh, every married person grows up within a family, and so the family becomes that that cradle, that place where every vocation is nurtured.
0: Yep, priests come from marriages. It's yep, and marriages come from priests. I, I like that circle of <laughs> of circle of faith. So, in your role, Doctor White, what do you th- um, or in your personal experience, why why do you think there can be that? um willingly willingly or unwillingly that that divorce or that split, you know why do you think it is easy for parents to lose sight of their role in their educational efforts?
1: yeah, well, you know I, I think one reason is because we we have these well defined catechetical programs in parishes and schools, and if you look at the catechetical documents, those programs are meant to help systematize catechesis to uh, make, um, more systematic those things that we're naturally supposed to be learning in the home. So they're designed to support the catechesis of parents. It's not possible to, you know, to, to drop off heathens for one hour a week in the parish and then pick up Catholics. And I think some parents sometimes might get the idea that that's possible in some way or another. Um, or that if you have your child registered for, for Catholic school, uh, Catholic schools are, are wonderful, wonderful places that I'm so glad that you're broadcasting. From a Catholic school today, I certainly encourage parents to send their kids to Catholic school if they can. But Catholic schools also can't replace the family in mm-hmm. forming the kids in the faith. They're designed to support the family in that role.
0: Yeah, Doctor White, you're speaking my language. I often, if whatever the topic is, whether it's um, an academic curriculum or it's school policy, behavior, whatever it is, I do my best very intentionally. Um, to let them know that the stage I stand on, you know, as Dean of Students, as uh, Principal Administrator, is not replacement, but support. Um, You know, and and I I should subsidize, if you will. I should support what's already happening, not not replace it. Uh, I think that's really, really important. You know, and I think it is just, and I think, too, you know, we can get into this, but when I have, you know, when I have one-on-ones, my kind of personal or anecdotal experience is that, they just don't have that confidence of, like, I don't know enough or, I you know, I'm not perfect. I'm, you know, I'm afraid of, of messing it up, but I trust the school. And so um, I think a lot of it there is kind of like a, like a, you know, naivete, if you will, or kind of an adolescence in the faith. You probably run into that all the time. Um, and I just want to bolster that, you know, so, you know, you are confident and what you can do yeah. can be very powerful for your kids.
1: Yeah, yeah, amen. You know, God has, through the grace of the sacrament of matrimony, God has given parents the grace that they need to raise their children. Um, Now, it might take some additional formation, you know. Parents might realize, hey, I need to find out more about the faith on my own so that I can share it with my child. I need to draw closer to Jesus Christ and spend more time with them in the Blessed Sacrament, in prayer, uh, in in the other sacraments, um, you know, all of those things are very important, and, and I think sometimes parents can can realize, you know, maybe I, I, I've i fallen short in my own life, and I need to work on that a little bit so I can share it with my child. Certainly, I think that's important, but also understanding that you, you can be equipped, and, and you are equipped to share the faith with your child because of the grace that God gives you in that vocation that you have as parents.
0: I'm glad you got there. I, I was, um, I'm was. i glad you got there before we before we take a little break here, Dr. White, and move on uh, to the second half of, of our time with you. Uh, that is crucial. And I think that I, I wanted to make that connection for parents who are listening this morning and even for grandparents and those that are going to be parents very soon, maybe in their young adult life, that that grace is there. It's not a degree. It's not an experience. Just by being married, having kids, God in, in his ordaining this design, right, in the structure of human nature, that help, that supernatural help is there. And that's the most powerful. I mean, grace is far more powerful than any sort of degree or training you could go to.
1: Absolutely. God is able to do, Scripture says, far more than we could even ask or imagine. You know, so so we might, in our kind of, in our human design, think there's, there's all this stuff that we need to know and, and kind of make plans and all of those things but it's really god's grace that's going to help us be the parents that we need to be.
0: Well, and I think that should give confidence, you know. I I never want to excuse the lack of formation. I mean, I always encourage moms and dads, you know, pick up that book, you know, attend that conference, go on retreat, whatever it might be, no matter how big or how small would of degree they're able to do practically. But what's there when they wake up and they're blinking for the first right. time and, you know, that alarm clock's going off? That grace is theirs. And that should give them, a whole, I mean, infinite confidence to do their, their uh, to complete those tasks well in a holy way.
1: Absolutely. That grace is there and God is just waiting for us to ask Him to help us with that.
0: Dr. White, we're going to come back to you up next, listeners. Uh, Dr. White will be back next in our conversation with him. We're going to look at some things uh, parents should avoid when it comes to forming their children in the faith. Um, Some things they can do and some hurdles to cross. Uh, And after that, get ready uh, either via online or that phone call. Call in with your questions for our segment Straight Talk. That's 30 minutes, 930 to 10 a.m. Central Straight Talk coming up after our insights with Dr. Joseph White. We'll be right back. Hello, my name is Mitchell Lahneman. I'm a junior at Mount Marty College, and I'm originally from Adrian, Minnesota. I chose Mount Marty because when I first visited Mount Marty College my freshman year, I could feel the sense of community and the relationships I built with the professors I met and the coaches I met the very first time
1: on campus was really impactful to me. Mount Marty offers lots of opportunities such as leadership positions and different clubs and activities to participate in. Mount Marty College, experience the momentum. You can join Father Tom Loomis and St. James Coffee on a life-changing travel experience on a tour to Poland where you will encounter Christ and His Church and learn from history, the life of Pope John Paul, the faith of the Polish people, and more August 22nd through the 31st, 2020. Participation in this tour provides financial support for St. James Coffee. You can stop by the coffee shop in Rochester to pick up a brochure or Ed Ventures can be reached at 800-658-7128.
0: Real Presence Radio is now accepting applications for a full-time administrative assistant to the Programming Director. A qualified candidate should demonstrate excellent self-management and time management skills and have excellent oral and written communication skills. Tasks will include assisting in lining up daily guests for our local program, Real Presence Live, writing talking points and promotional material for program segments and managing a programming calendar. Degree or experience in communication or business administration is preferred but not required. For more information, contact Brandon at 877 795 0122. Honor your Father by word and deed, that a blessing from Him may come upon you. Sirach 38 Our priests guide us on the right path and teach us about our Catholic faith. At Real Presence Radio, we'd like to honor them for helping to deepen our relationship with Jesus. Each week on Real Presence Live, we honor our fathers with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. You can nominate your priest to receive special recognition by going to yourcatholicradiostation.com. And thank you to all our priests for your service to the Holy Catholic Church. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm your host this morning, Father Craig Holcalter, live from Trinity Junior High School. Uh, my own hallway here. It's nice being home, uh, and I am love that I can bring this excellent Uh, gospel on the airwaves to all of you friends and guests of Real Presence Live. Did you know, not only outside of the show that you're listening to, maybe streaming on the internet, or even uh, while you're driving to work or from work running errands, uh, that Real Presence Live can come uh, via the RPR app on your cell phone, on your smartphone, whatever kind of device you have. You can download that RPR app on your app store and search for Real Presence Radio. Once downloaded, friends, Real Presence Radio is accessible anywhere you are at any time. That's a marvelous opportunity. So if you don't have the RPRE app yet, go to your app store on your device, get it downloaded, and enjoy Gospel on the Airwaves at your convenience. Dr. White, good morning. Thanks again for your time. We want to get into the practicalities of uh, the role families, and especially mothers and fathers, play in educating their children in the faith. Um do you have kind of a top three or top five, or what are some strong um, convictions you want to share with, with moms and dads, grandmas and grandpas this morning, uh, things they should do, you know, things they should sure. go after in raising their children in the faith?
1: Yeah. Well, one is, and this is kind of a truism, and we've already touched on it, but to keep in mind that we can't share what we don't have, um, you know, that, uh, that we need to form ourselves in the faith, And when we do that, we will naturally, that's naturally going to spill over to the people around us, and especially our children, because we're always looking for opportunities and ways to guide them. Uh, I I think that that brings me to another point, which is that those opportunities for parents typically come in the course of everyday life, that we have little teaching moments that we find. You know, when uh, brothers and sisters are having a hard time getting along with each other, that becomes a teaching moment for Jesus' uh, new commandment to love one another as he, as he has loved us. And 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 we have many of those different opportunities if we're looking for them. Um, but third, I think we have to remain in prayer, and, and that's when we're really going to notice those opportunities, and it's when God is going to give us those opportunities when we say, God, help me get this across to my child, give me an opportunity, give me an opening where I can talk about that. You know, maybe we're raising a, a preteen or a young adolescent, and we want some opportunities to talk about theology of the body, and we pray for that. And so, you know, we, we are attentive to commercials or pop culture around us or, or other opportunities when we're with our child that we can say, hey, you know, what do you think of this? Um, does this show respect for the body or does it not? You know, there are lots of those, those different opportunities that come up if we look for them. I think finally, um, developmentally, understanding that kids that this is a process, and kids grow in their ability to understand uh, the things of the faith, and so we've got to be patient and and kind of let that process happen over time.
0: I think too, Doctor White. I appreciate those insights. I think too, you know. You talk about seizing the moment. I think just praying. For, I mean, in terms of a supernatural help, praying for that awareness. You know, how many times throughout the day, right. whether, you're, whether you're running a kid to a piano practice or picking him up from school, there's all sorts of windows, uh, you know, to seize the moment. And you know, you talked about theology of the body. A lot of a lot of chastity ta- uh, speakers in the in the church. A lot of. Um, You know those that are that that bring a lot of energy to you know the formation and chastity with their youth. You know that they'll use phrases like regularly and frequently. You know you don't want to you don't want to dump it on them, but seize the moment. Even if it's two or three minute dialogue of question and answer, I think the same thing should be predicated of the faith.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: When it comes, Doctor White, the things we do. What about the things to avoid? You know, for parents who. What are some dangers in your mind? Um, or hurdles, you know, to to avoid, you know, traps to avoid um, with formation. Are there common mistakes out there that that you see parents making, or you yourself make uh, that you're willing to share?
1: Well, you know, you touched on one of them just now when you talked about not just dumping it all on them at once. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I think we we tend to get into long lectures with kids and think this is going to be, uh, you know, this is going to highlight the importance if I if I talk about this for the next 20 minutes and say everything that I can think of about this, it's important for us to remember developmentally, the attention span of children tends to be equal to age in minutes up into the early 20s. Now, that's kind of a scary thought if you have a very young child, but I think it's important for us to remember that we are likely to be tuned out after just a couple of minutes. So I would say Keep it simple and look for multiple opportunities to stay engaged in conversation versus just having a a big, long 15, 20, 30-minute lecture um, on something. And I think also, you know, make sure that we're connecting the things that we want to teach our kids about the faith with actual lived experience, everyday life kinds of situations, right? And so, you know, if if we talk about something in the abstract, kids are very concrete and they're looking for the concrete, you know, how do I actually live this out? That's the beauty of how faith formation happens in the family because it's parents that help their kids actually live out what they're learning. For example, in the Catholic school or, uh, or in the parish. Dr.
0: White, can you tell us, um, do you, uh, when you see the role, you're going to get to this, I think Wednesday. Um, this is just part one of our two part series and Wednesday, uh, both with, with Deacon Trinan and, Heather Carroll, you're going to talk about how parents can su- support um, Catholic schools and parish, you know, parish religion programs. Can you talk a little bit about that, your insights there? Um,
1: yeah, well, what, one of the things I'm really going to focus on is engagement. You know, um, don't be disengaged from, from that process, uh, either in the sense of just kind of dropping your kids off and depending on the parish or school. We've talked about that some today already. But, but, or in the sense of saying, well, you know, I've got this. I'll form my child. Um, you know, I want to encourage parents that that homeschool their kids, for example, to still be engaged in in the parish's program of formation, because uh, we need you. <laughs> you know, we we need those faithful, dedicated families, and we need the talents that you bring. And I think also that your children need that community of peers as well. And there's there's a lot that they can benefit from from experiencing faith with peers.
0: I think so, too. You know, I, I, uh, you know, you talked about, you know, sometimes it's not starting new things. You know, I think with parents forming their children in the faith, it's whatever you're doing already, uh, and it can be very secular, you know, whether it's like road trips or practices or, you know, working at home on, on Saturdays or, you know, whatever it might be, that you would, you would take those opportunities that are already there and the nat- natural structure of, of family life and seize the moment. You know, and that's when you have that dialogue. You don't, you know, you don't have like Thursday night Bible studies with dad. You know, like I think they have this conception like I need to set this aside, and and that's not at all what the church teaches or what God expects.
1: Right. That, that's the way it happens in the parish for school, but in, at home it happens a little more organically.
0: Dr. White, we're going to get to your, your, your final insights here. Friends, if you're wanting more of Dr. White, this is just the part one of our two-part series. On Wednesday's Real Presence Live, uh, Deacon Paul Trinan and Heather Carroll will continue the conversation. And, and we've set the stage for that. So tune in uh, Wednesday morning at 9.05 Central for part two of this. And that same day, Wednesday, March 11 at 10 o'clock to noon, Dr. Joseph White, the man you're listening to from our Sunday visitor, will be presenting Family. The Missing piece in Catechesis at St. Joseph Catholic Church in Moorhead. So, Dr. White, you'll be in Moorhead, Minnesota on Wednesday, March 11th. I invite, on behalf of Real Presence Radio, all youth ministers, DRDs, catechists, teachers, all of you are invited to this free event. Dr. White will be there. Thank you so much for your time, Dr. White. You have a wonderful Monday. Thank you. We're going to break. We'll be right back. Live, engaging, and local,